You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hello, Riverdale gang. It's us. We're back. Same bad time, same bad place. Uh, digging into Halloween. Halloween. Uh, today's episode of Riverdale, episode eleven. Yeah, we're in the we're in the back half. Almost, yeah. This is the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Riverdale, which is recorded on the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, and we're coming in from still in our respective places. I'm in fr- coming in from Sumainis and Sunimuk territory, and Ryan is on. I'm on Treaty 8 territory of the uh, Cree, Métis, Dene, and Beaver peoples. Um, This, uh, a lot happened in this, like a lot happened in this episode. It was productive. Uh, It was narratively productive. It was plot productive. It, it, um, some interesting cracks in the world have started for me. Um, okay, say more about that. What do you mean? I think I think there are um, fractures in the veneer that are going to lead to whatever energy and attitude and style and aesthetic the um, the the finale arc takes the form of. Um, I feel like um, in the Milkman plot in Jughead's. Um, going nuts basically uh as far as as everyone else can see um i think in um in the fact that we got a rocky horror number uh in 1955 we got 1975's uh rocky horror picture show uh, floor number and uh, I forgot the name of it, but uh, some uh, Frankenfurter solo action. Um, don't be it, believe it. Uh, with Veronica, and yeah, that that's I think our first big anachronisms um, since we stepped into this time. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we were saying before we got started that they're slowly drifting into treating the teens like adults again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not in any sort of obvious way. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's more that they've drifted outside the, the limits of high school setting plot once again. Um, in, yeah. Like we've... we've um, I feel like we have we've percolated, we've 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 finished the cocoon stage, uh, of of st- storytelling in this era. Um, they're set in in Riverdale fifty five, and yeah. now they're playing with the full range. Um, and just this episode, this halfway point episode, they're they're throwing in. What if we break reality and time again a little bit? I don't think this is the first. I don't know if this is the first somewhat modern song, but I'm pretty sure it's the first sort of diagenic performance of something that shouldn't exist this season. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
that's interesting. There, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because the opening sequence, there's some, there's, I forget the difference between non-diegetic and diegetic. Again, can you remind me? Uh, in worlds versus uh, only perceived by audience. So diegetic is the jukebox playing in the diner set. Non-diegetic is the score, uh, the the orchestral score as someone walks through the woods. Right. So I feel like we got Veronica listening to non-diegetic music at, off the top. Like there's some non-diegetic Ooh. music playing and she starts wiggling her shoulders. Oh, yeah, looking at the choreography and movement. Yeah. I love little details like that, too. Like, some of some of my favorite moments in film are when people fiddle with diegetic and non-diegetic sound. And I wasn't really ex- – mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened on this show before, to be honest. But, yeah, there was some music playing off the top, and uh, Veronica just sort of started to wiggle her shoulders a little bit. Something I didn't understand, and I'm wondering if you know, is – um, Veronica comes to school in costume, but it's not actually Halloween yet. Mm. Is it like the Friday? I guess none of them are at school on Halloween day. Is it like the Friday before Halloween weekend? Like, I just didn't understand what was going on. That that was my take. Uh, that it was it was the last day of school before Halloween. That it was the Halloween yeah. school day. Um, it, it. But that's yeah. Good clocking of the internal timeline. Um, that's another I assumed the ghost show would be on the week day, weekend. Right. Next. But that's another anachronism, actually, is that costume that uh, Veronica's wearing felt very modern to me. Yep. Yep. I would agree with that. It, it was... Um, Actually, this this whole episode, I thought we were getting some really cool creative uh, design choices um, in the Halloween party, in the burlesque show, even the, in the audience. Um, I thought we were getting. Um, I I took note of the costume design a lot this episode. The 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 background mm-hmm. costume design. Um, th- yeah, it, that it set a really vibrant tone. Um, and again, I think this is this is the weird creeping in. I think this is the Riverdale um, reality wiggling. Riverdale reality wiggling. Yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder if the, like, the the only thing that makes me wonder if it's not, like, super intentional is none Mm. of the characters are noticing. Like, there's not even a, oh, that's weird. That you'd think if they wanted to include it in the plot would happen. Except so far for Ethel and Jughead. And the Milkman. Everyone but them has yet to react to the the unreality of that. To recognize what? or identify. What did Ethel notice? Jughead Ethel... notices his toque at the top of the season, but... Right at the right at the end of the you know the the end beat of this episode, I told you there was a milkman. Ethel witnessed the the surreal thing right from the beginning, uh, a whole murder ago when her parents were killed. But right, but what's the surreal thing there? What's the thing that doesn't fit? The the creepy milkman murderer. Who? But why uh, doesn't he fit? Because he's he's in world like a milkman is very nineteen fifty five. Um, 
I would say he's. I, I I'm I'm looking at him as a bit weird and surreal because uh, as the um, completely unrealistic. I guess. Uh, yeah. Or completely, completely, completely comic booky. Um, and and we've had we've had really goofy caricature things. Um, I guess it maybe. Maybe what I'm what I'm trying to get at is a genre, or a a a, a building range of genre. Yeah, I mean, maybe I. That's interesting. I was thinking more in terms of things that don't belong in the time period that we're in. Oh yes, yes, elements. yes. Anachronisms, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than I'm, and I'm elements that seem particularly overblown. But you're right that. You're right that that is mostly occupying Ethel and Jughead's plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, given that she just killed a dude, I feel like that's gotta spill out. Yeah, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Poor <laughs> Ethel. But also Killing someone in self-defense is a, a big move for Ethel as a character, I would say. But also the horror plot that Shannon Purser deserves to get. I am so thrilled by uh like thinking back to her first major claim major breakout role uh, as Barb in Stranger Things season 1. Oh yeah, they've been trying to give her justice for Barb for a while. And it's been and I feel like sloppy. She, yeah. Like she it's got sloppy. a different type of justice in the first season when um, the oh, yeah. creepy sexual assault stuff sort of started to surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and she gets sprung from the cult, but it was kind of that was a messy plot. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah this gave, is fun. Yes, yes, they gave her victory, but not agency, and then agency, but not a link to reality. And now she's right there with Jughead. Um, it, you know, it, there's a hint of... Um, remember Ether, Ethel in the time bunker? Yes, Somewhere I Somewhere in the wibbly-wobbly at the end of Rivervale, there was a, 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 a pan-dimensional Ethel keeping things together with, with one of the super overlord Jugheads. Omniscient, That's omniscient right. Jughead, the omniscient God, this, Jug. This show got so weird. God, I love describing weird. it. All right, maybe on that note, God, that show is this show is weird. We should jump in. What do you think? Yes, let's. Um, okay, gang, let's queue up our recordings of format and choice. We are going to sync as usual with the Netflix Doom. Mm-hmm. Ready? Uh, if you want to click and watch along, uh, in three. Three, two, one. Badoompa. Halloween. Yeah, I, I didn't actually notice the title. I don't know where this com- that comes from. I don't know if it's a reference. It sounds odd to me. Um. Yeah, well, there's a wolf pack reference, and they howl at the moon at one point, the three um, of them. The catch? Yes, you're right. Um, you haven't even touched on poor Reggie. <laughs> Ugh. 
poor Reggie or Jughead. I am all about the Jughead. Well, he is on my screen right now. Um, yes. Archie and Betty's um, adorable, sweet, communicated romance. Yeah. Reggie's was... uh, Reggie as well, like being socially aware and tactful. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great plot line. I'm I'm looking forward to chatting about it. I'm pretty sure he's not dead. I really hope not. It's I, only... God, I almost hope Jason isn't dead either. I've been hope I've been wishing more would happen with the character. Julian. I do it. <laughs> I love this. Like <laughs> no. Yeah, this sort of is there Fear of milk. I wonder if there's a moment in... Yeah, see? She's bobbling her oh, head yeah. to the... The coffins are open. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And yeah. then we, we pan into... Yeah. That is a pretty risque outfit for 55. I think maybe not at a, like, a party for adults in Hollywood. Yeah. But I feel like this... <laughs> it, why is she not getting dress coded? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep, strapless dress, fishnets. Yep. Yeah, she's wearing a corset with some stuff. You know. Yep, yep, yep. We're we're slipping out of the contained bubble of high school reality. Uh, Veronica is spearheading that uh, that whole drift. I would I would argue. I would say. Kevin and, and um, Clay, at least, their part-time job makes sense. They're doing evening gigs in a place where they can watch a lot of movies. That's totally a thing I would do if I was in a period of this limited media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Job-watching movies? Oh. I didn't even clock... Oh no, never mind. Sorry, I thought he was gonna say a different line here on Halloween. Never mind. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, this is um this is kind of fun. This uh the van, the footloose vibe, the no yeah. fun town. Um I also I loved the lore resonance of like, yeah, yeah, this one death happened one time, some time ago, and therefore it's yeah. There's something very small town about that uh, to me. I also um, love the the way that she's framing Halloween here. Like she's talking about the cultural stuff for her and her background, but she's yes. also talking about the pop culture meaning of Halloween for teenagers. And I would even say, you know, we've got we're like half straights and half queers in this little group here. I would say like mm. Halloween is a pretty big deal in the queer community because of that playfulness. Yep, and, and they share yeah, a lot about that. Plot line. Yeah, I, I loved that. Yep, I loved that entire conversation. Um, uh, Betty, Betty's, Betty's break of the tradition here is different she but she still completely shatters tradition or goes against it is there an episode where jughead walks in and shouts this in one of the comics <laughs> probably because this I... feels this is so 
don't drink fresh milk anymore. Yeah, this, I mean, I understand why it's in, well, I understand why it's here and I understand why it's in the plot, but I sort of wondered if this was just a moment that happens in one of the, in one of the, um, uh, comics and they're extrapolating that's just something i wondered probably not it had a big big comic book vibe energy um and and i love i love when our characters see the ridiculousness when when veronica looks over her shoulder and sees just that absurdity yeah and and she's a little worried about him i feel like we're gonna pick that back up at some (laughs) point i think we're on the cusp of some um uh, intersecting plot lines and yeah. some some braiding of plots uh, into into a, a unified place because because they it escalated it escalates at the end of this right um, yeah. Ethel's on the run and now she's also done a murder or, which is going to be a problem and or they have a body to hide you know one or the other or both maybe. Yeah, I love how Archie has just decided he's staying. <laughs> just to kind of keep an eye on them. This is yeah, and this is presumably like days later. I like I I like to imagine he just keeps showing up, and I love, I love Betty's whole. I get Betty's priorities here. <laughs> teenage me, teenage me had similar priorities to Betty, in most masculine <laughs> activities. Yeah, I mean, I do think she enjoys a car, but this is also, this is fun. I don't think we've ever really seen a threesome in, on Riverdale before. Have we? Um, We must have. Yeah, oh, no, we, we must have. have, have the, yeah, the, we saw, the big... we've seen not just a fantasy threesome. We've seen Tony grab uh, Fangs and... Yes. God, no, it wasn't name? Fangs. It was Sweet Pea, Sweet Pea and oh, what was her name? She was wonderful. That actor. Yeah. Oh man, I forget. She didn't stick around. But me. yes, I remember now. Me. That's um, in uh, the Heather's episode. And then Betty takes the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, given how passive Betty is in how things play out, in a lot of ways, I feel like she just kind of lets them sort it. I mean, we all know I was hoping for a proper polyamory uh, <laughs> th- three-way uh, triangle in any in any assembly, even if there's only two two and a half walls. I'd take it. Yeah, well, I mean, we almost got it with uh, Fangs and Tony and Kevin, but that disintegrated. Yes, that was that was a brief moment of a lovely blended family. Mm-hmm. And caught. And they're both here in the evening. I love how this turns into catching Veronica being vulnerable. Yes. Just in her (laughs) dressing gown at the theater at night. (laughs) Yeah. No big. Super normal. It's interesting that she lies to them at the end. I wonder why. Especially, like, we know she knows Jughead lives in a train car. This is not unprecedented in her friend yes. group. Um, yes. But, but, there, it's still something she doesn't want to admit of her change in status. 
I suppose. It's a major change in the resource and power. Or she doesn't want them to worry about the theater. I'm not sure. I couldn't quite put my finger on that lie. It is maybe just embarrassing. Yeah. That's a normal, that's a normal human thing. This is kind of embarrassing. I'd rather not talk about it. Oh gosh. Why do I have to talk about it? Um, yeah, she really pops off a, a good Halloween vibe out of the blue there, given how not Halloween they are. Like, that's some good paper craft on the on the go. Yes. Pumpkin craft. Like, they fully carved those pumpkins because there is no dollar store with plastic pumpkins in 55 Riverdale. I don't know. That, is, it, I would love to know the history of plastic pumpkins. I'm sure they existed, but I don't think they existed in an abundant dollar store volume. And I, I Riverdale said they don't do Halloween. So I guess they could have, could have driven to Greendale. Yes, they could have driven to Greendale. Yeah. I love this actor they've got to play this boss. He's so in genre. Like his face, his mannerisms, it's great. He is so fantastic fantastically useless that character he is um (laughs) consistently entertaining at blocking jughead's progress and delaying and stretching out his his quests Mm -hmm. it's it's artful that we would perform in front of people yeah get bold cheryl yeah I forgot about um, Evelyn. It was interesting to see her kind of sneak back into this episode a little. Yes. Um, we, I feel like we only really acknowledge her in one episode, but she has likely been in more somewhere in the background. Um, not unlike the Bulldogs assembly. A few consistent background actors that we've been gathering. Um, but yes, she stayed wonderfully out of the spotlight um, and and unassuming, unnoticed. Reggie continues to be kind of just a sweet puppy dog. Yeah, Reggie He's... also kind of has everyone's number in that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to go back and check if there is even a single episode in which Julian doesn't give a locker room speech. <laughs> Like all point. of his scenes, almost all of his, like, <laughs> except that one rival episode. But even then, there's definitely locker room scenes there. Uh, I was sort of surprised that Reggie took the bait on this one. And I realized it just started here. And then. Mm, right. Oh, my God. This Bulldogs chant is so much. <laughs> fun shot there, by the way. Yes. Yes. Just fun cinematography. I love when they do cool stuff for no reason. Yeah. It's not just stylizing of genre. Yeah. Oh, man, these big lockers are so fun. Um, I used to get butterflies. That's so cute. I love how Veronica is so supportive of her. I The dynamic of dating in the 50s is really kind of fun and cute. She's like, oh, yeah, I've gone on dates with both of them. Go on a date with two of them. Let me know how it goes. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's it, it's giving us so much territory for um, 
rebellious Betty and Veronica to bond. There's a lot of yes. there's a lot of sharing of wisdom. How to be how to be teenaged teenage woman in this awful time instead of as opposed to this awful time a different yeah. awful time. It is interesting that her sexuality is sort of an open secret in their family. It's just never referred to directly. Right. Well, it's uh, like, I think there's still, it's, I'm still getting the, it's a phase. She'll grow out of it. Marry a nice man vibe of something. Yeah. If we don't mention it, it'll go away. Which is not wrong. A lot of the time in this period. If we don't mention it, it'll repress. Um, yeah, villain Alice. Like villain Alice I, brought me joy. Yeah, it was fun to see her again. Um, it's quite the event. Haha. I this is another. This is one of those moments of like treating teenagers like adults. She comes over here, mm. treats Veronica kind of like a business owner, and intimidates her. Yep. Excellent point. You know, it's so um, different from the way she treats her own daughter. And this isn't the first time she's intimidated Veronica. Um, yeah. The power, di- yeah, the power dynamic of she is this person's friend's mom. Like, yes. she is, is, is not... Alice, at least, is not cognizant of it. I think Veronica is consistently, even as she is treated as a, as a full grown up. Um, whatever yeah, biases allow Alice's Alice's um, dechildification of her own daughter and Veronica and women who trespass on certain cultural rules, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't know. If this Alice was a serpent. Do you think this Alice had had a serpent face? Oh, I wonder if that's part of the yeah. sacrifices and the stuff we don't talk about that was going okay. on a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Well, God, I want to get a throwback episode so badly. I want them in like <laughs> the. I don't know, the late 30s or something, and I just, I think mm. it would be so fun. That was also a great era for fashion, the 30s and 40s. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, my brain's throwing me, like, depression era? Are we, what was depression after the depression? Just after the depression. Yeah, well, 16 years ago is 1939, so that puts them in mm. high school, at least in the mid-30s. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see if the show delivers. I don't think it's gonna, but <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I feel like we're veering in other directions, but they will surprise us with one-offs more than not. Uh, I So Jughead's taken, taken ownership of this man's apartment? Cool. Yeah, I don't, yeah. What is even going on there? And he's still living in his train car. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird vibe. Why wouldn't you go? Yeah, I know. So weird. It is. But we a love that Ethel, Ethel has escaped. We love yes. this. Um, um, this this sweet, satisfied smile. This 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 lovely look 
Ethel gives at the end of that scene. Just mm, mm-hmm. that expression, I think, is something that Ethel has consistently nailed. So that makes her look young and warm. And oh, sorry, I got distracted. Mm-hmm. I completely mm-hmm. agree. It's a great look, a great little piece of acting um, from Shannon Purser. I don't feel like I've seen Cheryl wear the spider brooch much, but she's wearing it today. Mm, good catch, good catch. Oh, because it's Halloween? Question mark. Get away with a little bit more weird stuff, just a I little guess bit. So. It's a great dress. She on. Is... Great little piece of yes. costuming. Absolutely. Mm, the colors on that, the the cult, I suppose. I yeah, I, I like that they've brought Midge back and let her be Cheryl's friend. Like I love I love this role in the group dynamic by which we're getting more Midge. Yes. Also when is Midge gonna start looking pregnant? It's been <laughs> she got pregnant in September. It might just sneak up on us. Yeah. Might sneak up on her poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have like a holiday season time jump. We're okay, we're we're at Halloween now. It's June. We're in Halloween. What is time? We've recruited Reggie. It's been ten episodes. We're at Halloween. Yeah, so it's been like two months. I want to say. Okay. Well, she's okay. yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's fine. Just a quiet nun sitting there, ominous. This the yeah. I can just imagine the casting of we need an angry nun to glare with a really good glare. It's true she doesn't talk. That's funny. Uh, place is practically yeah. in Waldorf now. Also, little dig, you assholes trash my house. Yeah, he also refers to the cops as John Law, which is an old uh, expression mm. that I've never heard before, and I really like it. I kind of want to bring it back. <laughs> I like how, I like how they do this for the costumes. Like, oh, your mom is really great at sewing. That's why these are professional great costumes. But also, Archie has base clothes and leather accents yeah. that I can see assembling. Reggie seems to have a custom jumpsuit. I love that Mary Andrews was like, oh, Re- you've never had a Halloween? Child. Yeah. I'm going all out. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wonder. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Canada. I don't feel like a realistic looking gun would be on a teenager's hip at Halloween in Canada, mm. at any rate. I don't know what goes on in the United States. I've given up. Uh, certainly and not. Is, and anymore. I say that as an American. That's not to be rude to our yeah. American listeners. <laughs> They are they are so egregious in this scene of pointing guns at each other that I think oh it God, must it be so an intentional great. an intentional highlight that in fifty five we weren't you didn't need a high a, a highlighter tip on a toy gun yeah that's true um which is wild because you know far less gun regulation but also millions and millions less guns produced annually oh my yeah uh this was sort of a fun moment though i think in terms of boyhood and manhood because they're having this 
relatively adult conversation, you know, like we might make out with somebody and we got to be respectful, blah, 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 blah. And then they do Mm -hmm. this like silly gun thing. Yeah. That is, that is so unsettling to a modern audience. Yeah, I didn't, it's funny, I didn't clock that, Ryan. I really didn't. I just was like, oh, they're playing. I have no idea what Jughead is. What is Jughead? I, I ditto. Um, he's not a tar- he's not Charlie Chaplin's little ho- little hobo. Um, oh, is also, he? Who's, who's his work work husband here? Oh, that's the guy who's always behind the. He's the guy in the front. I recognize him. Yeah, he he snuck in as supporting character. They they they're yes. using him well. We'll figure out who that is, who that guy is. Yeah, um, Bernie. He's Bernie from The Office. I remember. <laughs> All right, and then they sleuth and work the room. I I love the idea of this conga line comic book. Yeah. Party. Oh well, man, it must have been so fun to shoot this. Those actors must have had a ball. <laughs> and then Dilton's here too. What scheming, Betty? I love that they have to borrow a short friend to have the excuse to be trick-or-treating that's the only way they're legally allowed to trick-or-treat yeah i gotta say i was expecting a different i was expecting a sort of less innocent outfit mm-hmm. agreed uh, especially um, after veronica and her witch costume <laughs> the boys don't seem to mind it's true. It made me think of like big dress reveal moments in media. Often the mm-hmm. I often find them Botulocks. I melodramatic. I don't really know that it it's I find first look stuff a little irritating. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh yep. she looks adorable, everyone looks adorable. <laughs> Let's go trick or treating. But I much empathy. Um I'm a doctor of Dentistry. <laughs> just Alice. Alice and Hal performing for an empty room is also a lovely beat. Yes. Gosh, I, I love all these old houses they got. Oh my god, this thing that they so have cute. done. Their little little their pose, their group pose. Yeah, they're also into it, like. I love that they're having such a, you know, a a sweet teen romance plot here. Yeah. With, also, with... Dilton, such a fair, such a fair assessment <laughs> of the situation. Dilton's like, I'm going home to eat my candy before I get killed. Bye. Yep. That, that's coming for me next. I also found that shot of um, uh, Jason, it was really like, threatening like you really felt the movement it was right behind the bat and you just see the head explode it was yeah quite they build that wonderfully i think uh a few times yeah they do build it for sure oh boy just some pole just just some casual pole dancing as usual looking in the crowd for like people that we might know (laughs) (laughs) Here's our Fangs musical moment. Yeah, finally. We finally. I'll take it. I'm. It's interesting. Of course, the 20s were like the decade of indulgence 
from the fifties, from the fifties perspective. Recent decade, yes, yes, that's yeah. it. Oh, gee. Oh, that's so interesting, and and a little mythical to these teens who would have been born in the thirties. So this is this like an eighties party party to us? I guess seventies, sixties, seventies party. <laughs> yeah. Everyone shows up is Tina Turner and Bowie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm glad we finally got some, like, some fangs. I feel like the, I feel like the public um, pole dancing is a little anachronistic as well. I'm going to throw that out there. But it is in the yeah. Rocky Horror Floor Show land. I love, this was really fun. All these guys who are like, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Survey of writers. Here's, yeah, here's all of my opinions about this piece. It's like, it's very writerly. This is, uh, one oh. thing I will say about the writers on this show is they know how to spoof writers and it's really funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, ominous history of the man who told this story. In the vein yeah. of Milkman's secret murders hidden as uh, suicides. The enemy is us. This is the thesis statement of Oliver Riverdale. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. The enemy is here at home. I think this is what Riverdale is about. It's not the communists. It's not the axis of evil. It's us. The rot was in the floorboards. Yeah. Wholesome, conforming... America. Great reaction face. Jughead is authentically shocked by these philosophical statements. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Betty tries on a romantic moment with each of them. Like a sweater. <laughs> yeah, a lot of wolves in Duck Creek. Packs and packs of them. Uh, Reggie... Yeah, this is a sweet moment. Yeah, he's fluffing his feathers. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> this one I found less sweet. I found it a little <laughs> irritating. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder if alpha males had the same connotation in the 50s that they do now, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I do think it was a moment that was meant to fall a little flat with Betty. I yeah. think it was a it was a low roll on the the charisma check. Yeah, something like that for sure. <laughs> Good night for howling. Oh yes, and graveyards are for grieving. Yeah, and graveyards are for grieving. It's interesting yeah. to have any dates on Fred's tombstone. Mm. A little kind of time anachronism there too. Good catch. I mean, maybe he's missing an action. Yeah, even then, they would presumably... Yeah, that's true. Year. So they have such a sweet bonding moment here. It's their it's their shared past that yeah. really thrives as as soil for their relationship, as, as fertile ground. Yeah. It's interesting that how romantically they sell how how well they sell that as romance knowing each other for so long that familiarity yes. is what's romantic for them it's interesting it's the familiarity that lets archie say i'm nervous 
Instead of saying, I'm an alpha, he says, I'm nervous. I want to kiss you. And wow, is, is that's a thesis on what's actually attractive and hot. (laughs) Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's, I mean, different strokes to different folks. I love how Betty's was like haunted house. Right. I know a real one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the murder scene. That'll be fun. Was definitely expecting a dark carnival fair corner. But okay, ghost house. 11 up, very fun. <laughs> Just raid, raid, raid the dead man's fridge. Also, also normal. Uh, the, the moment Reggie said, I'm going to cut out of here, I was like, something bad's going to happen to him. But yep. the, the funny thing with Riverdale is that sometimes, you know, people just walk home and they're there the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they fake out whether they mean to or not. Yeah. But I was, I was so worried about Reggie here. Mm-hmm. I thought Betty would be disappointed for even a moment that her threesome didn't, didn't fly. Yeah, I don't, I wonder if she was aiming for threesome, or if she was aiming for, uh... That fantasy. Revolving door. Or both. fantasy. Either or, apparently, is fine. My godfather, Boris Karloff. Oh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed this, um, this in-world musical theater bit. Um, Yeah, it was cute. It gears me up for if we do get a musical episode. I'm excited. Yeah. The other thing was that none of the dancing was super complicated. Like there was, even though obviously the props are great, there was something sort of adolescent Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to this. Yes. Yeah. It was a choreo that this cast nailed based on their skill and experience level, but it wasn't a challenging choreo. Just fast and sharp. And on Yeah. Yeah. Um, these costumes, I'm skimming right over the absurd disrespect of performing as dead people from recent local history. Like, there's probably relatives in the audience. It's small. It's a small town. But anyway, yes. this hot number. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was also thinking that we get we get the four dead Riverdale teens twice. We get them here and we get them in the car. You know, as soon as the car pulls up with all those skeletons, I was like, something oh. bad's going to happen to the five people in this car. Oh, geez. Oh, and for a split right. second, I was for a split second, I thought it was going to be them. I thought it was going to be ghosts that Reggie was going to encounter. Oh, yep. Good no. spooky vibe. Um. Clay bringing the burlesque, yeah, bringing the striptease. I this guy has the Kevin, the guy who plays Kevin Casey mm-hmm. Cott just has a killer rock tenor. This is so fun. You can see all his musical theater training here. It's just cons- and consistently sharp, tight choreo. Like his performances, his choreo is always like crisp isolation. Just really lovely watching some of these performers grow and develop as, as musical theater artists. Yeah, totally. Uh, what Weirdly, I think this is not Madeline Petch's best performance, but I loved it and it was the one that worked and it was the right performance for her character. 
Yeah. And again, those adolescent elements of like that slow high kick thing she just did, that felt very cheerleader squad, you know? Absolutely. And I think she Um, has an amount of dance training. I could be wrong mm. about that, but. Uh, Carl I love this risk that she takes. This is very like, I'm not sure about this, but we're here. It's fine. But I was and, also thinking of this as like the days before social media, you know, that would have mm-hmm, turned into mm-hmm, a rumor mm-hmm. that people could either confirm or deny because there's no yes. photographic evidence of it or like nobody live streamed it or, you know, all these different things. Yes, this one audience saw a thing, what they remember and focus on and who will care about it. Well, we're in a burlesque audience and we're in the 1920s and yes. Veronica is Frankenfurter. And it's fantastic. Yeah, gender bendy Veronica, so fun. Loved, mm-hmm, loved, mm-hmm. loved, loved. I thought this was a great choice for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and this wonderful, this wonderful tuxedo. <laughs> oh man! And then Alice. Agreed. See, this is the thing: is how would any of their parents have known what had happened unless one of their parents <laughs> turned up? That's what I mean about social media. And anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Alice, no, I think I think you're completely right. Um, I think. You know, they, the way they talk about the mask off evening, I think that that really is the, uh, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because it's actually physically way over there and no one you know was there. Yeah. I, I think that's the intention of this club. Also, this is, other than him being shirtless, this is such innocent choreography compared to almost everything else we ever do. She that's sees true. These little ballet kickstep <laughs> and some group movements it's not even solo stripping when alice arrives yes yeah absolutely (sighs) the full moon yet again um beautiful shots reggie in his custom jumpsuit and for a moment i mean like oh Mm -hmm. wait something bad gonna happen no we're gonna pull up next to him instead and this moment i was like oh they're going to die or something bad's going to happen. It's ominous. Um, And it's um, fake out threats. Uh, It's foreshadowed. Dilton says it. The shot before the bat to Reggie's head says risk. Um, But also Reggie is referenced in the the, um, description of the next, next episode. So. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, so he's definitely alive, whatever else is happening. Hmm. Oh boy, if Cheryl, if we drop into grieving Cheryl, but with a Cheryl who we actually know and love, that would be vicious. Yeah, it would be interesting because we don't like Julian. Yeah. Jason, we were sort of more or less set up to like a bit, you know. I remember... What little he was on screen. So distinctly, the um, because Cheryl was the supporting antagonist at the time. The 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 episode where it shifted from Jason is fake dead for her to Jason is a real dead confirmed. I remember on rewatch being like they they didn't do as much as I now would want from Cheryl as I now would expect, and if this Cheryl in episode twelve uh is is who we know already who we're super invested in to see her grieving her brother would be a whole different beast yeah truly 
it would it'll be interesting i'm curious to see what choice they make also i love that the milk has been delivered because the milkman was actually in there for a sec while they were in there together oh so creepy ominous Robin just casually Uh, holding a moon (laughs) great let's have a business success great uh but we are worried about you personally and as friends so sweet yes veronica has people Oh, also, um, I have read we're getting Marisol Nichols and um, the Hiram, um, Mark and Swillow. Oh, yeah. At some point, we're getting. Well, we saw least... we see a picture of them at the end of the episode. We do, we do, but I hope they wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm back just for a picture." They've said they're they're they both said they're guest starring in something. So I'm excited. We're I we're we're building towards a Veronica plot. To a Veronica family, um, bubble over. I think her friends are noticing there's a problem. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Hmm. I, I'm I'm excited for. I'm excited for. We've been we've been building tension very nicely this season. Yeah, I when's it, I mean, I guess Ethel's kind of the tension popping, but I was expecting something a little weirder. I'm every episode for the last four or five episodes, I've been expecting a bigger pop, but I think that's just letting pressure build. Um, especially, I I, I would suppose as we step out of the um adult out of high school space into adults adult land. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. This is so interesting. I wasn't 100% expecting a moment like this. I was expecting Fangs and Midge to be a little more uncomfortable. And then Evelyn's all like, well. Also, are you supposed to be holding a sleepover? What are you doing there? Yes, that. 100%. What what are you doing, Evelyn? Sleepovers don't end at 11. And then, so sweet. Yeah, and then her mom is all like, I'm still going to be your mom even though I said I wasn't. Bye. I love it. Oh, I love this performance. Mrs. Cooper dressed in her uh, electrocuted outfit. (laughs) Yes. Ah, so fun. This line delivery from Fetch by Get. Just, oh, so perfect. Yeah, these poor, this poor Archie and Betty combo keeps getting um, thwarted. She yelled that... at him like a stray cat. Is that <laughs> Valentino? I meant to look that up. Because mm. the, the other one is her, mm-hmm. her abuela, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I wondered if that was a very famous, sort of the first. Yeah, yeah. Pop cult. You know who that is. Never mind. Um. <laughs> I actually don't know who Valentino. I'm. I've heard of him, but I don't know. He's, he much was the about first him. like big, um, male celebrity that women really swooned over in sort of the context of modern mm. celebrity. And he mm-hmm. died very young, and many women went into mourning, and it was a, a big deal. Right. So ha- adding him to his off- her ofrenda oh. is a delightful detail. She misses her parents. Yeah. She's lonely. It's family tradition day. It's the time to be lonely. 
And then we're, then we get a little weird. Plus, I haven't had a hot dog. Yeah, and poor Ethel. She like I understand what it's like to have the hots for a good-looking nerdy boy who just doesn't notice you you exist <laughs> in that way anyway. Yep. Alas. Yep. And then it's worse because there's a murderous milkman waiting for her. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I've never had that experience. <laughs> oh, From... this, this actor is so creepy. She herself is a step into the weird of the world. I think the cat lady is something a little bit out of genre. And yes. Horror pull in. Yeah, that was a good horror pull in. And... Oh, I love the camera goes with him. That was mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. Really, yeah, kinetic movement. Kinetic camera movement. And her first line is, yeah. I told everyone it was a milkman. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, right, and then this twist. Yeah, and then they, they the poor Blossom Boy ends up back in the river. <laughs> Oh, you're oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, we're about. That's what to, I mean. Are we about to veer into a very, very, very serious, sad, before we get back to the weird? Oh boy, nothing, nothing like trying to be normal at a funeral while there's a milkman murderer. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean the. So there's a couple of possibilities here. And one of the possibilities I wonder is what if everything gets so sad they just want to get out of this timeline? Oh, and then they find oh. out all the other timelines are sad. <laughs> and then they have a dilemma. <laughs> but at least we're all multidimensional again at that point. What a note that would be to end on if that's where Riverdale <laughs> went. Like everything, life is tragedy. <laughs> Episode Bye. twenty is episode twenty is called Goodbye Riverdale. The final episode yeah. of this season. It's, the name is announced. Um, we have a hiatus next week, so that's going to be weird and new. Just one week though, just a week off. Okay. Yeah. So next week, no Riverdale. That's good to know. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I unfollowed some of the. I don't know where that yes. sentence was going. Sorry. Um, I follow <laughs> Shannon Purser on Instagram mm. and she posted a couple weeks ago that she had wrapped on Riverdale. And hey. we're gonna start we're gonna start getting little news items like that where people start rapping and it's their last day and this strange saga we've been on since 2016 is gonna come to an end. Woo! Oh, the, the the touch of sad nostalgia is 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 coming to me, but I'm I am ready for the completion of this thing, um, yeah, the completion sure. of this piece of art. Sure, sure, sure. I hear you. I think Riverdale's yeah. going to be well remembered as a as a as a complete piece of something of of like. Pace, pace setting media of I think it will be landmark at, in some way yeah I it's been so fun even the times where I've been 
confused about where it's going and unsure what I was watching, I really, I've said this before on this podcast, I just care about these characters so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always fun to stick with a group of actors for a long time and watch them grow and do other projects. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been fun. So I was... um thinking a bit recently as i often do about fan fiction and mm-hmm. the the ease easy digestibility of fan fiction as I, I was reading a a, a a novel a new sci-fi novel um and just having a busy day brain wasn't on it switched to a fanfic great i could process that um i didn't have to worry about getting to know the characters i knew these characters intimately already coming in we got right down to plot um mm-hmm. I think Riverdale has quite successfully captured that vibe, that creative vibe and ease of access for a television mm-hmm. format. Um, I think look when we look back, each season will in many ways stand alone independently if it wants to. That's interesting. Yeah. I buy um, it. Mm-hmm. And we've told all these AU alternate universe stories. Uh, and so many different versions of the same relationships and characters and pairings. And different That's characters. true. And everyone I sort of wonder... Everyone. That's true. And I do sort of wonder if that... I, When we were kind of going like, what's going on? What is up? Where are we going? What's going on? If that wasn't the point of the show mm-hmm. all along. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was to just put these characters in all sorts of different settings and mm-hmm. watch them figure it out. This makes me suggest we won't get as much of a resolution resolution as we are maybe maybe talking ourselves to. It might be a thematic resolution rather than oh, a... <laughs> well, it's possible that it'll just be the... For, the It'll just be Riverdale forever in the sense that, like, they'll wake up in some brand new universe and that's that's the end of the show. Or just mm-hmm, keeps mm-hmm. that they make a point about these characters just being in different iterations forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, Riverdale gang, that was my monitor to observe my baby. I didn't expect it to beep. <laughs> Perhaps the baby's telling us it's time to wrap. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> Anything Maybe. else well, you want to say this episode, Chloe? Nope. I'm excited for two weeks from now. I'm looking forward yeah. to next. I'm just looking forward to this season. It's just been great. Deeply satisfied. Agreed. Agreed. See you then, gang. Bye, gang.